I love the line in that passage that Sharon just read. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. Because if you think about it, part of Christmas is this call to dwell, right? Emmanuel, God with us. Let God dwell with us. Uh, Mary and Joseph were looking for a place to dwell with baby Jesus, right? It's a season of preparing to dwell. Um, And and so then you have Christmas, right? And so Christmas comes, and and we experience, every year we experience this this phrase that I love called the inbreaking of the kingdom of God on earth. That's what happens, right? When when Jesus is born, it's, it's the inbreaking of the kingdom of God to earth. Jesus comes, and I heard this phrase last night, eternity now walks with humanity, literally, side by side. Emmanuel, God with us. It's happened. Jesus is born. Now, in a natural transition, in talking about Emmanuel and God with us, how many of you own Christmas-themed clothes? We'll call them tacky Christmas sweaters. You have ties that you know they are worn one time a year. Right? Am I right? Come on. Maybe you got socks. You got a sweater. Uh, you got a shirt. Yeah, we all got them, right? Uh, I actually confess, I do not have an ugly Christmas sweater. I have a Dickie and a white sweater uh, to mimic Cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation. That is my costume. Um, but if I had one, I would have wore it. Because when you think about it, we, we, we kind of wear the Christmas-themed stuff once a year because, you know, there's a reason why most Christmas-themed clothes and most Christmas-themed gatherings you go to that invite you to wear these clothes are, are called tacky parties, right? Because it's kind of tacky, some of the stuff we wear. Christmas sweaters and ties, they're kind of... Anyway, so, so think about it. We talk about our Christmas clothes. We have Christmas clothes. How many of you treat your Christmas clothes the way you treat your faithfulness to Jesus? Think about it, right? During the month of December, you're all about your Christmas clothes. You're going to make sure you got batteries for that tie that lights up. You're going to prepare. You're going to make sure that 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 nice sweater's ironed and doesn't smell like dust, right? You're going to make sure that your clothes are ready to go. You're all about it, right? But then you treat your Christmas clothes like your Christmas heart, right? And then we celebrate Christmas. And tree goes up, lights go up. Back in the box, on with our life. And the things that we sing and we read and we pray and we talk about during Christmas, during Advent, the fact that God came to do something new in your life and on earth, we, all these things that we, we claim, that we long for, we send those ideas and these joys and these dreams back into a box with our Christmas clothes, don't we? Only to pull them out again next December and iron them and check the batteries and all that fun stuff, right? But what if we kept our Christmas clothes on after Christmas? And please, let me make sure I'm clear here. This is a metaphor. You don't have to wear your Christmas sweater in May. But if you want to, I'll give you a high five. That'd be really cool. But I'm, not, I'm going metaphorically speaking here now. I just want to make sure you're, you picked up on that. Because some people are going to ask me about that later. And I just want to be clear on that. What if we kept our Christmas clothes on after Christmas? That passage we just read, Colossians 3, verse 8. We heard, but now you must get rid of all such things. How many of these things do you feel during the Christmas season? Anger? Wrath? Malice? Slander and abusive language from your mouth. 
Sometimes the Christmas season brings that out in us, doesn't it? (laughs) And then we make New Year's resolutions that say, we're going to change our course, right? It's a new year. I'm going to change this. I'm going to clean out my closet, if you will. And typically, right, you can't put on a new garment until you take off the old garment. So if you put on your Christmas sweater, you take something else off, right? You clean out your closet, you buy something new. The idea is you're going to clean something old out. I know that doesn't happen, one for one. But the things in our heart that Christmas came, the things in our heart that Jesus came to root out are things, are emotions that we have all felt. There are sins connected to these that affect our social relationships, don't they? And when you think about this, the anger, the wrath, the malice, the slander, the abusive language from our mouth, everything this connects to and this produces, you can kind of break them down into two categories, can't you? What someone makes you feel and what you want to do to them, right? I'm just kidding about that. That's not for real. And Paul says, listen, I understand what you feel. I understand that you feel anger, that you feel wrath, that you feel malice, that you feel slander, that you have this tendency to want to spew abusive language from your mouth. I under- Paul says, I understand that. But you got to get rid of it. And I'm going to tell you why. And then Paul says in verse 9, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its new practices. With its practices. And have clothed yourselves with the new self. New year, new self, right? Which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. Being renewed in knowledge according to the image of the creator. Do you know what this means? This means we know that when we believe in Christ, we are made new. Scripture tells us that. We are to pursue a life where people see Christ in us. I mean, Emmanuel, God with us, right? So do you remember what we sang and what we proclaimed at Christmas? Joy to the world, heart to herald, the angels sing. Emmanuel, God is with us. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Why stop singing this? Why stop living as if this is true? Emmanuel, God with us. It's not just a Christmas thing. It's an eternal promise. And so these Christmas clothes that we only put on once a year, why are we embarrassed to put it on during the 11 other months? Why are we embarrassed to put on the clothes of Christ the 11 other months of the year? Why? What if... We begin to embrace this idea that we believe we are what we know we are. If you know you are a child of God who is made new in Christ, why don't you believe that? See, let me tell you this idea about belief and knowing, okay? Take this this chair, for example, I'm sitting in, okay? I know this chair has four legs on it. I know that if I sit on this chair, it should support me. But see, I can stand over there and know that. I'm not fully showing my belief and my trust in this chair until I do what? Until I sit on it, yeah. Until I engage it, experience it. Then I'm believing what I know. I'm trusting what I know. So to believe we are redeemed because Christ told us so, 
It's to trust it. It's to engage it. It's to sit on the chair of redemption. To be saved from sin because God said in the Christmas story, this is what Jesus came to do. We can know that. But we got to believe it. And when we read the Christmas story, we know that Christ came to save us from our sin. The angel told Joseph that. But knowing it doesn't make us a Christian. Believing in this, sitting on the stool of that truth makes you a Christian. So then it continues in verse 12. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, that's you. You're holy and you're beloved. Clothe. Time out. Paul says, are you ready for this? You who are holy, you who are beloved, are you ready for this? And here's Paul talking again about putting on something, right? The old you take off, this is what Christ calls us to put on. These are your Christmas clothes, y'all. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. If you put those in an acronym, they spell out Christmas sweater. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm really not good with these jokes today. It's the pain meds. Um, Compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. That sounds a lot like Jesus. Sounds a lot like Emmanuel. Compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience with us. And then verse 14, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let Christ rule your heart, not you. Because, and here's why we let Christ rule our heart, because you were reconciled to God by Christ. And you are a lot closer to this peace that passes all understanding than you could ever imagine. Because God so loved the world that whosoever shall believe in him, they will not perish but have eternal life. The world includes you. Because God offers you eternal life through a relationship with him. His peace is also offered to you. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. To which indeed you were called in the one body. This is why worship is important. This is why we gather it's important. Because we are called to gather in one body. This is why we always talk about growing worship attendance because there is something powerful when the body grows, when it strengthens. And be thankful. So you are to gather in community. You are to be thankful. I don't have to get all theological on that part, do I? Be thankful. Be thankful. And be thankful that you have an opportunity to put on Christmas clothes. So here's my question to you. What will you choose to wear in 2016? I mean, you're going to put something on, I hope. You can choose to put on. You can choose to react to. You can choose to respond to. You can choose to view people. You can choose to see the world through the lens of anger, wrath, malice, slander, greed, jealousy, gluttony, and abusive language from your mouth. You can can choose that. 
And you can put back on the clothes you wore before Christmas. Or you can be changed by Christmas. You can be changed by the inbreaking of something new in the kingdom of God. You can live as if the sin that used to grip your heart has been weakened by the cry of a baby in a manger on that Christmas night. Let God work something new in you. Give your Christmas clothes a shine. Compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. That sounds a lot like who the baby in the manger grew up to be. Not who the baby in the manger came to save. So do you remember these shepherds, right? Do you remember what they did after they experienced the angels that saw baby Jesus? We did this on Christmas Eve. The shepherds, when they saw the baby, they made known what the angels told them about this child. And all who heard what the shepherds saw were amazed at what the shepherds told them. They weren't apathetic. They weren't passive. They were amazed. That means after they heard what the shepherds said, and they went back to their worship that Sunday, and the pastor said, do we have any thanksgivings? Everybody shot their hand up. They were amazed at what they had seen. And then the shepherds returned back to their fields. Do you know what they did when they returned to their fields? Do you know what the shepherds did after they experienced the hope and the fulfillment of this baby? They glorified and praised God for all they had heard and seen. That's in Scripture. And after experiencing the glory of God, the shepherds could not stop sharing their experience with people. They put on their Christmas clothes and they kept them on. And after encountering Emmanuel, after experiencing God with us, the shepherds could not help but to share Emmanuel with the people they met. They began to share God among them. We have this statement we use at Grace to know Christ and then to make his love known. To know Christ. And then to sit on the stool. We too are called to be signs of Emmanuel. We too are called to be signs of God's presence in the world. We too are called to be visible reminders of the hope, of the joy, the love, and the peace that Christ offers. Because while God is with us, we are to reflect God among us. And this story lives on because Emmanuel lives on with you. The hope of Christ, the hope of Christmas lives on as we enter into 2016 because you have the ability and you have the opportunity to carry Emmanuel with you. So don't be shy. Rock those Christmas clothes. Glorify and praise God because you have these new clothes to wear. So in 2016, you're going to be something. In 2016, you're going to wear something. Why not choose to put on the clothes? Why not choose to live a life where people encounter the love, the compassion, the kindness, and humility of your Heavenly Father? Because you can choose that. Why not live as if eternity now walks with humanity? And because you have encountered that path, it's changed you. Why not live like that? 
Why not live as if Emmanuel, God with us, is with you? Don't be shy about it. So in 2016, what if instead of just showing up and and sitting and worshiping Jesus for one hour a week, what if instead of us doing this, what if we followed the path of Jesus? What if instead of just knowing him, we got in a chair and we followed him? What if we loved who Jesus would love? What if we served who he would serve? What if we responded to people, to situations the way Jesus would respond? Perhaps this Christmas, this new year, it's time for you to embrace that this hope in Christ, it becomes a hope in you. So what clothes are you going to commit to put on in 2016? My hope is that your clothes look something like compassion, like kindness, like humility, like meekness, and like patience. And my hope is that your clothes look a little bit more like Christ. And that just maybe you become a fan of your Christmas clothes. Praise be to God. Amen.